Thanks for joining us for another edition of To The Point. Our podcast is one that tries to deliver valuable insights into topics that affect HR professionals and business owners. I'm Mary Amundsen, Managing Director of Bucati Companies, and I'm joined again by Randy Wall, our Director of our HR Consulting Services. Randy's been a frequent guest, and in today's podcast, we're going to discuss business practices that help keep your organization out of legal trouble. So, Randy, welcome back. I think, I'm, again, I'm calling you our frequent flyer podcaster. Um, again, you provide great insight uh, with your number of years of HR experience and the work you do with so many different types of clients. So I can tell you, as managing director of Bucati Companies, the thought of getting sued is a very unpleasant one. It's probably a business owner and an HR manager's worst nightmare. So, you know, you're in the hot seat every day with employers. What are some reasons that companies are frequently getting in legal trouble for? Oh, well, first of all, Mary, thanks for having me back on again. Um, you know, I, when I think about organizations that, um, th- that are being sued, um, I really start to look at some, some different ways or some different reasons. And if you, let's start right at the beginning in the hiring process. So you want to you want to ensure this is just an example. You want to ensure, like in your hiring process, that you are using standardized interview questions for each one of the candidates. That you have a a documented screening process, so that you don't so that you don't have somebody saying, "Well, they're asking me a different question than this person. They're asking me harder questions or easier questions." So that would just be one example under the hiring process. Yeah, I mean, I could see another example, Randy. Let's see, mm-hmm. you do background checks, but you do them on certain people, and you don't do them on other people. And that would be maybe there's a reason for the the job itself that you would do a background check or a deeper dive. But if you're going to do background checks, I'm assuming you tell an employer mm-hmm. do them across the board. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. And then, and then even along with that background check, Mary, is that you want to ensure that. Like, what is your standard of refusing somebody's or, or, or pulling back somebody's employment offer based on their background history? So, for example, if somebody's had a felony in the past seven years, is that the standard for you to deny somebody employment? And you just want to be very, very consistent in that. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a, kind of been a, a ban the box uh, movement across the country where you're not supposed to ask about arrest or make any type of a hiring decision based on someone's arrest history is that have you been is that kind of gaining momentum yeah actually the, the city of Kansas City Missouri now has that they have something that's called ban the box where you cannot ask somebody about their criminal history uh, you can certainly run the background check but you run that typically post offer so after you offer them the position you you'd say the position is contingent upon you passing your background checks and your reference checks you know as we to, to add a few more things uh, marry around, you know, why companies run into trouble. Sometimes companies have what I call inconsistent or unclear policies inside their handbook. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by inconsistent is that the policy sits inside the handbook. Uh, attendance is a great example. Uh, you may have one manager who is who is who is very uh, specific and holds people totally accountable to the attendance policy. And then on the other side of your business, you have another manager over here that doesn't hold people accountable for their attendance. And then you're terminating somebody for attendance sometimes and sometimes that you're not, and you're getting into into trouble. You know, I had a recent uh, uh, case with a client, and this is pretty interesting, around the policy for, um, uh, uh, around how to get reimbursed for travel and training. Mm 
and they actually terminated this employee because they said that he did not follow the policy. Well, when we started looking at the policy, we found out that nobody followed the policy, including the top level executives in the organization, but yet they terminated him. Actually, that particular case is going to court in October. Um, so that's just another example of something that might be really, really simple, but that can really get you in trouble. Well, it kind of sounds, <clears throat> Randy, there are a lot of opportunities, unfortunately, that employers can misstep, get into trouble. Um, I also think sometimes employers, they don't know what they even need to know in order to stay compliant, given all the vast areas of compliance and statutes and regulatory requirements. Yeah, unfortunately, that you know that's, that's true. Um, but not knowing, so ignorance of the law is no excuse. So, you know, what I would tell companies is that you want to, you want to do research, um, you want to get into mailing lists that would give you information, you want to read the emails that we send out. So we send out a lot of informational emails when things come up. We try to get those out to our clients as quickly as we can. Or if even if you hear through the grapevine that something's changed, pick up the phone and call our concierge desk and we can kind of walk you through that process because um, we we really do try to keep up on on everything and certainly you know we may miss things periodically but for the most part when something changes we know pretty quickly well I mean that's a great point Randy we do send out a lot of communications I mean the one that's I think already gone out the door is just the recent ruling about overtime pay and the exempt non-exempt status and um, I think that came out and within 48 hours we had our notice out to clients and to your point it's okay if you don't understand all the ins and outs because we've got a Randy and a Christina to help so I know that's a great resource um, are there other ways that you might suggest employers <coughs> can implement policies and practices to avoid maybe even discrimination lawsuits yeah and, and I think not to be repetitive of myself but I think in, in almost every situation Mary, consistency is the key so that you are not treating anybody any differently than anybody else. So if the procedures are clearly listed and you follow them, then that's going to eliminate uh, that legal risk. So when you get in trouble is when we have this inconsistent discipline. We have decisions based on emotion and maybe not based on facts. We have unclear language. All those things can kind of lead to uh, you going down the wrong path. So it, like a handbook is a great example. Um, you know, I will tell clients that certain things in your handbook, if you don't do those things, then don't put it in your handbook. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly there's things that you need to have in from a legal standpoint, but there's some things that aren't. But if you don't do them, then don't put them in the handbook. There's no reason to even have that language in there. Good point. Well, and you've got a handbook seminar coming up. I know you've been doing three to four years. Yeah. They're always kind of, again, some of our best sellers, just mm -hmm. no matter how long someone's been in HR, I think policies, procedures, laws change that when people are coming, they're getting kind of the most up-to-date uh, point of view on how to have a, to, to create a handbook uh, and how to keep it current. So do, when is that uh, the end of the month? Uh, it's uh, October 9th. Okay. So, so that's just right yeah. around the corner. So, so we, yeah. we certainly would, would encourage you to to sign up yeah, for that for listeners, it would be it's awesome. www and we've got a, a link right on the, the front page when you scroll down to <laughs> our BYB seminars. Um, so a lot of good preventive techniques, but what if a business owner and HR managers are still doing everything right in terms of policies and procedures and documentation, 
as you said before, a manager can still make a mistake, um, and business owners only have so much control. Yeah, and I would agree. You know, it's true to an extent, but you know, I think sometimes um, we have to realize that that the majority of your managers are not acting maliciously. So it's not like they are they are um, purposely discriminating yeah. somebody or personally, you know, doing something wrong. A lot of times it's just that they just don't know what they don't know and there's this lack of guidance. So while I would say the fix is simple, it's really not. But I think one thing that you can do is to make sure that you are spending the time training your managers on compliance issues, on how to manage performance, on how to have effective communication, all those different things that lean in to to managers being much much better at their job, um, and and we you know the interesting the good part about it is we offer really any type of management, leadership, or compliance training that one could think of. So uh, we can be a resource for your training, and and that's something that again, you know we're having this. This is a podcast. I know we've been sending out information, so you're probably companies are probably saying, "Boy, they're really pushing this training thing." Well, I believe that it is probably the best thing that you can do from a proactive approach to keep yourself safe. Yeah, it's probably the best uh, offensive and defensive move an employer can have. So, all right. Well, let's say you've got the handbook, you've done your training. There's just a, a disgruntled employee. You've done all things right, and they still take action and you receive a notice from the EEOC, a DOL audit, a legal claim, what now? So the first thing that I would tell you is to call your legal counsel. While I can, while myself and Christina can provide you with with some direction and information, understand that we are not attorneys. Um, And I have a lot of experience, I wouldn't say, I have a lot of experience in dealing with, with companies that have been in the middle of suits, but I would tell you to go to your legal counsel first. But I think really prior to that, this is maybe a time to talk about something that's called employment practice liability insurance. EPLI is kind of what people might hear it as. Yeah, and this is an insurance that will that will kick in when you are receive a lawsuit, you contact your insurance company, the insurance company then takes the complaint, they have an attorney that will work on that complaint, they will answer, for for instance, on the EEOC, they will draft up the position statement. Now, normally, if you were to go out to an attorney outside, that there would be a, you know, a pretty large fee, but this EPLI insurance will help you, and plus, they will pay the claim, so there's a, small, there's a deductible, but anything over the deductible, they will pay, so I guess, you know, I'm not here to sell you EPLI insurance, I'm here to tell you, though, as an organization, every organization, should have employment's practice liability insurance. We are in such a litigious society. Um, you can do everything right and still get sued. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Randy, I think, again, we could probably have another 10-minute conversation. I think our point today was just to bring our listeners together and let them know that Bucati Companies has a lot of resources. There are a lot of good fun- fundamental and foundational steps employers can take to protect themselves. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening today to our To The Point podcast. And again, if you'd like to learn more about other Bucati services, for instance, uh, sign up for our BYB seminar on employee handbooks, visit www.bucati.com, where you can also check out our growing podcast library. Thanks again for joining us, and thanks, Randy. My pleasure.